Today is the 7th of November 2020 and we've come together as usual to practice and to train our minds to gather in the energy of our hearts so that they can reach a state of samadhi. That we come to sit in meditation like this um, is so that we are able to solve the problems in our life, the problems that arise within our hearts. And this all comes down to the dukkha, the stress that we feel. This stress is a noble truth. Um, this noble truth of dukkha, something that none of us want, that none of us wish for. And it's both stress within the heart and pain within the body. So we practice in order to find a method to solve this dukkha. And people do this, and they find many different ways to try and fix it. But all of these methods that they use are just temporary. And sometimes uh, the way they try to fix the problem actually uh, digs them even deeper into it, that they increase their delusion through that. And it shows that they're solving the problem in the wrong way because it actually ends up leading to more and more suffering. So the fully self-awakened Buddha, he met with the dukkha before he became awakened. And he tried to find a way to fix it through intelligence, to find a way that leads out of all suffering. And he reasoned that there's both darkness and there's light, that these two qualities are pairs, they come together. There's heat and there's coolness, there's day and there's night. So there's suffering and there must also be a state that is absent of suffering. There's birth and there must also be that which isn't born. He saw that the reason that we suffer is because of birth. So he tried to search for a way that freed him from the stress. And he went to the great teachers of the day who taught him about samadhi. And he trained in this, with very deep, refined levels of concentration and absorption. The understanding that was around in that time uh, was that most beings are pleased and uh, lost in the pleasures of the world. So in order to find uh, a way out of suffering, in order to uh, relieve themselves from it, they needed to torture themselves so that their hearts would let go of this pleasure. But the Buddha tried both those ways and he found out that they weren't the path, that neither of these extremes worked. 
he compared them and saw that they aren't the way. So he went out to search by himself. He gathered together all the information that he could find, and then he used his wisdom to analyze this information. He was then able to destroy the causes and conditions that give rise to stress, which are avicca, um, this ignorance, and then also clinging, and its attachment. So the Buddha had the highest uh, wisdom, and he used this to contemplate, contemplate into itta pachiyata, that because the cause for something has come up, then that thing will have to arise. And this is the cycle of dependent origination itself. So the Buddha had very deep samadhi and profound wisdom. He was able to see this process take place, that avicca, ignorance, gives rise or becomes a cause for sankharas or conditions to arise. And because of the subtlety of his mind and the depth of his concentration, he could see this process happening in slow motion. And then the sankharas uh, leading to vinyana, to this consciousness, he saw this happening as like a slow motion film in front of his eyes. So there was great clarity to his insight and his knowledge. And then Veda, Vedana leading on to Tanha and then Upadana and then on to suffering. He saw this all very clearly, just like a slow motion film in his heart. He had this peace and stillness uh, to a sufficient depth that he could see this process happening. And this then became the great wisdom of the fully self-awakened Buddha. But no one else was able to see this process happening before him. And so no one could free themselves from the defilements. They all had uh, clinging and craving, uh, overrunning their hearts. Some had very deep samadhi, but they weren't able to use this in a way that destroyed ignorance. It required the great amount of bharami that the Buddha developed for such a long time to be able to do this. So through his contemplation, uh, wisdom arose. And then from that, he was able to uh, free himself from suffering. He could find this path out. It required his effort to do this effort to go out, to find experience, to find information, and gather these all together so he could analyze them, using his wisdom to search through it. This is what led to him attaining, to becoming the fully awakened Buddha. And he could see this process of suffering going on. So it required uh, these basis of success, that he had the desire, he had effort, he had a mind that was uh, focused in on what he was doing. And he used his wisdom, 
uh, to go through all of this. So for all of us, we have to practice using the same process as well. Really be intent. And, that's, and this is what we do when we come to meditate. We have intent to train in samadhi. We have this satisfaction uh, in what we're doing. And we see the dangers in a mind that isn't peaceful and in the suffering that we experience all the time. We understand that in this life we experience stress. And if we're born into a future life, we'll also have to experience stress in that life too. And even in this present existence, there's the birth of self happening many, many times. So we see that whenever a self comes up, then there's suffering that arises. Whenever we attach to anything, we experience pain as a result. That happens immediately. We don't have to wait for a future life to experience that. So in this life, there's a self. There's this birth that happens many times just in this present existence. So we have to be cautious and restrained. Use our samadhi so that it can suppress to a degree the sense of self. And while we have a self, then we use that to do good things. Even though this body isn't me or isn't mine, but initially we attach to it as being so. And we also attach to this mind, but we try to bring it into a skillful and wholesome state and try to arouse energy within it as well so that we can walk the path that will lead us to freedom from attachment. So we take both this body and this mind and we train them. But who is it that does this training? Well, it's the one who knows. So we try to keep the mind in a skillful state. And then the mind uses uh, the body to, uh, to do good things. But if the mind is in an unskillful state, then it will uh, take the body and force it to do unwholesome things, to do things that break the precepts. So as we carry on practicing, uh, then the mind will come to a state of peace. This allows wisdom to arise. We'll see that uh, this body and this mind, they're not truly mine. In doing this, the heart abides above the world. It abides above all of the sensations that uh, we experience. It shows that this internal nature of awakening has flourished in the heart. The wisdom has arisen. We need to take a good look at these things that we attach to and depend upon. That this body really isn't something that we can trust. It's unreliable. It's like a stump that's decayed and is rotting. If we lean on it, then eventually it's just going to fall apart and we're going to hurt ourselves. So if we depend too much on this body, um, that's just unwise. It's unskillful because the body is an unsure thing. 
it's not dependable. So we need to use our wisdom around this. Because if we take the body to be me, then when it starts to deteriorate, we'll suffer. We'll start thinking, why do I have to be like this? Why do I have to be deteriorating in this way? So there's anguish that arises um, because we don't see into the truth. We don't see nature as it is. So we do need to train in samadhi because this is the quality that allows wisdom to arise. Wisdom can come up through many different activities. Maybe we're chanting and then panya arises. We may be listening to a sermon and then we experience insight through that. So this is the possible ways for us to gain understanding. So both listening to the Dhamma and spreading the Dhamma, these are very skillful activities because when people gain the Dhamma, then there's a fullness in their heart through this truth. So we contemplate uh, the verses that we chant, the Dhamma that we're reciting. We study it as well. And this is all the path that leads us to seeing the Dhamma. And in Vipassana, this insight may arise, but it arises based upon a mind that is peaceful and still. So therefore, the training of samadhi is important because it forms the basis for wisdom. And these are all the things that the fully self-awakened Buddha did and practiced himself. He walked this way himself first, and then he taught us afterwards. So how is it that we fix the problems that we meet in our everyday life? How do we actually do that? Well, we need to use our intelligence. Firstly, we need to look and understand the problem at hand, the problem that has arisen in our hearts. What's it about? And then we gather together as much information as we can. So after gathering this information, we then analyze that. But in order to gather all of it, it requires a lot of effort. It requires our persistence as well. After we've done that, we need to make a choice. So we look through all of the different possibilities and try to see their good sides and their bad sides. And what are they like? Look through all that information. How is this a good thing? Or how could this possibly be a bad thing? And we try to uh, reason through it, looking into its cause and effects, trying to figure out its logic. Looking through all the different possibilities and what are the good points to them and what are their bad points. Eventually we need to choose. We need to uh, come up with a a a solution or a conclusion. But in order to do that, we need all that information. We gather the information first, and then we make a choice. We compare 
between the different possibilities to try to figure out which is the best. So in this method of problem solving, if we use a good technique, that'll bring about clarity uh, to what we're doing. But in order for there to be this clarity and for us to be able to use these methods effectively, the mind needs to be calm and needs to be firm and collected. We also must have mindfulness as well. So the gaining of knowledge is something that's very important. And then we um, choose through intelligence and reasoning. The problem itself has many different steps and stages. So we try to go through all of those. It's important to go through things in a step-by-step -step and effective manner, especially for managers, because they know that if they make the wrong choice, there will be many bad results that come from that, and many people will suffer. So we need to be able to um, take apart the problem to find the truth within it. When we know how things are like, um, then we can make a choice through our intelligence. We gather together all the different things and then we use our wisdom to solve these problems. But the arising of wisdom depends upon samadhi. If we're going to fix any problem, even if it's in business affairs, that depends upon wisdom. All the problems that we have, the suffering that's there in our life, to solve that, we also need wisdom to do it. So we bring up effort in our minds, using these hearts to find all this information. And then when we gain wisdom, uh, we'll be able to solve the problems that we meet with in our life. And all these problems are concerned with stress and suffering, this noble truth of dukkha. But really, all of these problems come down to the fact that we have this life, that we've been born, and we have a self, a self that needs to live and survive in this world. We therefore need to go out and work to find an occupation to develop a career. And many different problems come from this. They will come from this body and from this life. We need to feed this body. We need to find it clothing, shelter, and medicine. And this is especially tough in uh, the societies nowadays because there is this virus that's spread around. So the problems have become more intensified and more frequent. To solve them, we have to rely upon mindfulness and a lot of wisdom, training our minds to gain samadhi. As we do this, uh, what we're walking is this noble path, the maga, that which leads to and the end of that path is emptiness, emptiness from all attachment, the attachment to the sensations that appear within our hearts. 
So we contemplate, and the end of our contemplations is anatta, is realizing and understanding, not self. Through this insight, the mind rises and abides above the world. And in doing that, all of our problems are solved because there's no self there to be experiencing them. This is a very deep stage of the practice. But in the beginning, we need to uh, find reasoning. We need to look into cause and effect, seeing into the nature of the self and how it produces a feeling of me and mine, of self and other. We need to analyze through using refined mindfulness and wisdom to be able to fix all of the problems. And if we have uh, deep mindfulness and wisdom, it won't be so difficult to do that. So samadhi is of great importance for us because if our minds are in an, agis- in an agitated and unsettled state, if there's no peace to them, then we simply won't be able to find a way out of suffering or any problem. But when our minds do have this stability and peace and calm, then it won't be so difficult to find the way out. So it's through efforts that we're able to fix all of these. It's through efforts that we can bring up the mindfulness and wisdom required to solve our problems. We then um, analyze the information that we've gained. And this then comes to a solution. So when we use our intelligence uh, to fix problems in the world, it's actually the same as what we're doing when we meditate, when we come to cultivate our minds. It's all about trying to solve uh, the problems that come up in our hearts. So we set our hearts uh, in this practice, uh, developing in this way. And eventually we'll come to a deep understanding. We try to live our lives through mindfulness and wisdom. And in doing that, we'll be able to solve all of the problems that come up in our lives in a correct and wholesome manner. Each and every issue that arises, we can solve that, we can fix it. And eventually, we'll be able to uh, fix the problem of self. The mind then rises above the world, and we are finished with all suffering.